So, that, so all of that leads me here. Why are we uh-huh. standing on top of a giant landfill? What, like, why did you take me here, and why do I see so many discarded candles? Well, Dave, okay, I wanted you to see firsthand the problem facing the candle industry. Mm. L- let me hit you with this stat. This okay. is actually sit down okay. on all those discarded candles. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah, it's going to be sharp. Almost two billion candles are sold globally each year, and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next million years. Okay. I, I wouldn't say this to a lot of people, John. Yeah. You're not lying to me because you don't lie to me, John. I, I would never lie, especially about candles. I, saw, I told you that the first years, day we met. That is Gnarls Barkley crazy. Although I must admit, this landfill does smell pretty great compared <laughs> to what I anticipated. The, you know, the candles do kind of pick that part up, but it's disturbing. John. Hey, Dave, yeah. you're funny, but this is no time to I'm joke. So sorry, okay, The dude. folks at Notes yep. knew that we all want our homes to smell great. I do. But figured there had to be a more responsible way. And guess what? They found the perfect solution. What did they come Let up with? Let me tell you. If you'll okay. stop interrupting me, so I'll tell you. So Notes created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again. And guess what, Dave? Again. Again. Yes. Please don't interrupt me. So you don't become part of the problem. It's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, and all you do is place the wick in the reusable notes jar, fill it up with the wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then just do it all over again when you're ready to get a new one. Oh, so that means I can switch out of fragrances all the time. That's right. That sounds great. I'm checking out their website, and I think I already have my eye on the Centol and Atlas Cedar. Cedar. I knew that would be Plumeria and Pink Current. Yep, Mm. yep, yep. The one that you're enjoying right now, uh-huh. Smell that? Mm, it's vanilla and pepperwood. That's like my two favorite scents. No, and the names of your bunnies, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, just coincidence there. <laughs> okay. Did you know that there are thirteen amazing fragrances what? in all? Dave, that's almost fourteen oh. fragrances, <laughs> handcrafted <laughs> by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina. And they are to die for. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up on high-quality home fragrance by making the switch to Notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notecandles.com slash podcast. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code DADVILLE. Just use code DADVILLE when placing your order. That's code DADVILLE at notecandles.com slash podcast. Hey everybody, it's me, Dave, one half of Dadville. Now, I've been a singer-songwriter for the last 20 years or so, but about 10 years ago, my dear friend and manager at the time pushed me to try to start doing some stand-up shows. If you've been to any of my live music shows, you know I'm chatty and love to tell stories and jokes, so it made sense. So, I was just dumb enough to try it. Since then, I've done about 30 or so stand-up shows, and that means no guitar, just me and the mic and my funnies. <laughs> about four years ago, I did a stand-up show here in Nashville at City Winery, and we recorded the show and that show is now an album called It's Hard Being an Idiot and is available on Spotify, Apple Music and everywhere you listen to music and comedy. To celebrate the release of the album I thought it would be fun to do some interviews with some of my favorite stand-up comedians to talk about not just being funny but being professionally funny. On today's episode, I sit down with the absolutely hysterical Dustin Nickerson. Dustin, uh, I've known about for a while. We actually share some mutual friends here in Nashville, and they've been raving about him for forever. I did a deep dive a few months ago, and Dustin is one of those comics that, uh, and this is the highest compliment I can give. It was like one video I couldn't stop watching, and so I just let the next one pop up and watch that one and then watch the next that came up. I mean, I kind of couldn't get out of this Dustin Nickerson black hole, which should be maybe the name of his band and or next comedy 
Um, he is truly hysterical. And the thing that he does that is really intimidating to me is it feels like he's got a million jokes in one set. Like all of his jokes seem to be these incredibly fast. All the payoffs are really fast. We talk about that some in the special uh, because I think about some comics, you know, they're they're more story oriented. They want to. It takes them a while to get to a joke, or they're kind of telling you a story. Dustin feels like he's just like blasting you with humor which man these are terrible descriptions but it's he's just so funny and he's so fast and and every joke is a quick it's got a quick sort of turnaround on it so you're not sitting there waiting for the payoff uh which is just so impressive that intimidates and impresses me greatly um he's got a special called overwhelmed he and his wife have a podcast called uh don't make me come back there um he talks a lot about his family, which is really fun. He's just really funny, and, he, and I think you'll hear from this interview, he's one of those guys you just kind of feel like, I think I'd hang out with him. Uh, another fun fact about him we talk about is that he kind of got into comedy a little later in life, which seems to be a little bit of a theme on this podcast so far, which is fun to figure out. But I so enjoyed this uh, interview. I think you will, too. So here is my interview with Dustin Nickerson. I hope you giggle as much as I did. Enjoy. Uh, Dustin, you are a very funny, funny dude. I mean, Sweet. I have, I have, <laughs> that's it. That's, I think we're good. Um, thanks for I, having me. This is a good time. Yeah, I already really good. like this podcast. Just, I have low self esteem. <laughs> if this could just be a compliments podcast, well, I, I think you'll find that it's going to be that way. I, I did, I did, I just spelunked the internet watching the videos, and dude, there's just, you're really funny. I mean, I know you know that it's what you do for a living, but like I, it, I, I laughed so much watching the bits. I mean, there were, and I just want to, I want to give some of my highlights because I just think they're too good to gloss over. The dad bod bit. Thank you. I, I, I covet <laughs> that bit. Like I had to sort of, you know, the line, <laughs> the dad. What you say? You question the dads who are. <laughs> Who are built well because, and I quote, those are just muscles that aren't hugging their children. I mean, dude, I I was crying in the car. Like, I thought I was going to have to pull over. Um, there's so much good. The one the one that really, I, I texted you about this. It really wowed me. Because to me, there's like humor and people are being funny. And then there's sort of like the soup like the superhero level skill that that you exhibit in this one bit that you posted where you're at a it looks like a black comedy club i mean was it a with when you're oh, with kevin stage yeah i mean it's an alleyway because this was uh we were like in uh not a black alleyway just an alleyway it's okay, okay. <laughs> just a normal well, it seems alleyway. like everybody that you can see in the shot is African American like yeah, I, I yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah, any yeah. white people in the shot? No, no, no. I was the only one on okay, the yeah, premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But what it was was Kev was a Kev who produced my special, yeah. and it's at Transit yeah. Studios, who also where my special was shot. They, um, he was doing a thing called Keep Your Distance Comedy during the okay. pandemic. Where oh, that's it, right, that's yeah. right, that's what that was. So that was my set from that. Yeah, dude, you. I mean, I think you're funny anyway, but you're. That 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 set to me. I mean, I watched the video and I thought that's that's a guy. That's an assassin. That is a guy who <laughs> stepped in. I was telling somebody about it this morning. I was like, it just feels like you leaned into like this is the moment. This is mm. what's happening. Everybody sees it. Like, and I was so impressed at how much you tweak your bit to sort of make it work that night. 
Right. Yeah, there was a lot of it. There was, you know, there was, that was kind of a, I texted you back and I meant it when I said, you know, kind of a lightning in the bottle moment that it did feel, you know, I knew there was a lot of eyes on it. I didn't know it would blow up on YouTube the way that it did. Like that was my biggest thing by far on YouTube. And, but I knew that it was kind of, I had some, that's the thing in any I mean, in anything, but a lot in comedy and a lot in live entertainment, there's calculated risk. There you go. Okay, well, if I can make a joke about the guy in the front row at the beginning, that'll establish it. And then if I can, and then the thing that happened to me right before that about, you know, them referring to me, the one white guy there, and I was on the show, I was like the next comedian. I was like, goodness gracious. So, and, and, you know, there were a couple jokes that night, like that I only told one time and, you know, and then the, the, probably the most known joke from that, that I get quoted the most is the one about my last name, you know, sounding Dude, like the N word and bit. You know, what's funny about that bit is I've told that bit has been told on stage two times. I've thought about it a lot. Two times. One time in front of a white crowd where it bombed triumphantly (laughs) because everyone's really uncomfortable with the idea because I'm not saying anything. Everything, everything that I say, even everywhere in my acts, even when I'm touching on issues, is very benign i'm not actually right, saying right, anything right, but right. there's buzzwords um and that required a black crowd to go like oh no no this is and it requ- i didn't actually plan on saying that and tell the guy before jonathan who i referenced in the video who was like you can say the n-word i was like okay this is the opportunity to jump off of that bit into my last name <laughs> so, so nobody i i i get people who are in the comments all the time like oh man like it's just like you know, he's like, seems so confident up there. And I was like, oh, I was terrified. <laughs> Not terrified because the crowd. Terrified because I was telling new jokes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. These aren't the hits. These yeah, are right, right. And then I'm doing topical jokes about Lil Nas and shit. I didn't know how any of that stuff yeah, was going to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. just yeah. felt right. Well, it's it's so interesting because that to me again is so it's just so impressive. I mean, I think comedy is impressive anyway, but when you can see that somebody is going off the top of the dome, and they're just like, "Here we go." There's a bravery you have to respect. I, I randomly I was doing this show in Knoxville. It's probably a decade ago, mm-hmm. uh, downtown outside, like a music show, and the promoter comes over. He's like, "Hey, man." Sinbad is playing the Tennessee oh, Theater yeah. across the street. You want to come check the set out? Because I was done. Like this, it was like a sunset show. Like the you know as the sun's going down. So you know I was done pretty early. And uh, I walk over with him, and I mean I stood I stood side stage, and he. So he does you know he, he's kind of doing his bit, doing his bit. He gets kind of I mean it's not I mean he had been up for like thirty minutes. I've been long. And he's like, all right, I'm just gonna open it up. Y'all got any questions? Yeah, dude, he, I, I really felt like I was watching Picasso paint because yep. people just start yelling stuff and he's, I mean, lightning fast. Yeah. He never got stumped. Everything that he said was funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. That it checks really out. was like, it was like one of those things I was like, that's another, that's just such a unique skill set. And some of that, well, I felt like in your video, I was like, it's some of that same energy of like, man, I don't know where this is going, but, but, I'm, <laughs> yeah, but I'm riding the me light. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. You know what? Actually, I was, I, I hadn't remembered it until this moment, like, because I haven't really done the director's cut of that video. But, you know, that crowd, a lot of them were 
there at my special taping a couple months before. And I was like, I have to give them material they haven't seen before yeah, yeah, because yeah. It, I have to be fresh. And that's a lot of what it was. But there is something to that, too, of just like you burned your best weapons. Now, let's see what you really got. Let's see. <laughs> you know, the first time that I did the Keep Your Distance, they had never seen me before. I was like, this yeah. is nine yeah. years worth of hits yeah. like that yeah. I think will go yeah, yeah, yeah. for this. But yeah. But yeah, Sinbad was the best. It is the best at that, you know. And um, he like he very famously never wrote a set list. He very Jeez. famously like when he first started, people encouraged him to get into comedy, and then he kind of started like like a Seinfeld type, like a very calculated every word, like a George Carlin, you know. Yeah, and yeah. then people and it was bombing. And then he had people are like his friends are like, hey, just be funny, do what yeah. you do yeah, off stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and. Uh, which is great. Yeah, I mean, he's he's as funny as it gets. Nobody funnier. Hey, everybody. Today, I want to talk to you guys and gals about an awesome American company called Grip6. Grip6 proudly manufactures and makes all their products right here in the USA using innovative, minimalist, and buckle up for this big word, utilitarian design. Oh, Dave knows some big words. Grip6 utilizes the utmost quality in their variety of products and guarantees a lifetime warranty. That's right, lifetime warranty on all of them, including belts, wallets, socks, and so much more. I've especially loved my Grip6 belt and the socks. I get my run on in those things and keep my pants up with that good-looking belt. <laughs> That's the life I live, y'all, okay? Don't judge me. The belt is so cool with its patented sleek design that William Shatner, that's right, William Shatner himself, and the Blue Origin team wore it all the way into space. What other belt can say that, huh? Come on. Not only is the minimalist design Shatner certified, which should be trademarked at this point, but it's also the most comfortable belt you'll ever wear. With Thanksgiving and holidays right around the corner, I'm going to be honest with y'all, and this is just real talk, I need a belt that won't pinch my gut, okay? (laughs) And Grip 6 passes the test with flying colors. I've tried it. Don't judge me. The special Grip 6 friction locking technology makes your belt stay tight all day but it's still micro adjustable that's right that means little changes y'all gosh them them holes is too far away sometimes i just need a little change that's what it gives you and it's so comfortable though i personally like to stick to the grip six ninja belt in black their interchangeable buckles and straps come in a variety of colors and styles that will suit just about anyone visit grip6.com that's g-r-i-p-6.com today to shop belts wallets and so much more I'm so fascinated by this idea that that it seems to me, and you may be able to put this more eloquently, um, it kind of feels to me like there's two types of of comedians, and there's a million, right? There's there's sure. maybe two million, but it feels like to me there's kind of two types. There are like kind of storytellers, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you know, they're kind of everything's kind of funny because they're just kind of talking. And it's to me, Sinbad may be the archetype of that where right. if he's at a party, go over and listen to him talk. It doesn't matter what he's talking about. Right. Right. He's just kind of inherently funny. Something about his brain sees the right. world and goes, I can make all of this funny. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of people to me, like Brian Regan talks about this. Like he's like, I'm not that guy. If you go to see me at a party, you know, I, I may be boring, honestly. But right, if you give right. me time to put a set together and nobody interrupts me, I'm going to kill. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Which to me is like maybe that more George, George Carlin. I kind of think of Seinfeld in that same boat where it's like mm-hmm. everything is eloquent. 
it's got its place. Right. One word changes the joke entirely. It's not right. so much about mannerisms. It's about, I mean, Regan has got a lot of funny mannerisms, but right. you know, he's got his bits. It's bam, 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 bam. Even the mannerisms are calculated. Though. Yes, yes, yes. Where do you, because you're tricky to me, because I feel like you straddle <laughs> a weird middle of that. Well, I think the majority of comics, I think Sinbad is an outlier, that type. Mo the majority of comics that I have met and have spent time with are introverted. We were not particularly funny in high school. Most people are surprised that we were comedians. We were <laughs> not unfunny, yeah, but right, we're not, right, we right. weren't class clowns. Right, right, you right, know? right. Because when you think about it, really the, the, the meat of stand-up is is um is writing it's what is yeah you know right. and and then kind of the surrounding stuff is the performance of it all but it's all writing it's all very calculated yeah right. so um i that's where i am as a person and everything i do every every bit is pretty calculated but only to an extent because most comedians too are willing to break script and like oh, to do a crowd work moment or I also have like terrible ADHD, which means I forget <laughs> stuff all the time. Like I'll forget about whole bits. Like I did it. There's a joke in my special about the seatbelt uh, law and how stupid I think that law is. And that was like my closing bit for like a year. And one of my best friends, Taylor Tomlinson, who I started with and I'm touring with right now, she was like, right before the special, she's like, why don't you do the seatbelt bit anymore? I was like, I totally forgot about that bit. Like, and so sometimes there is just a very human element of like, yeah. I'm breaking script because literally I can't remember yeah, or I just, I just get don't... distracted by something that yeah. happens in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I do it, kind of straddle, yes. It's interesting, like, uh, listening to so much of your comedy in the last week. You're also, man, you've got a little bit of that um, Mitch Hedberg thing in that you, I just feel like every minute you've got a joke. It's really insane. Like, you're not, you're just, it's like, bam, 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 bam. Like, I was listening to some of the videos today on your site, and it's like, it's so fast. There's <laughs> The setups are just so quick, which is really impressive to me. Thanks, you man. Know? Yeah, if anything, I should slow down. I've been, I. it's funny, I was, I was talking to somebody about that this week, too, but it comes from um, just playing bad rooms. Yeah, you got, yes. Where you yes. got to. And <laughs> you you're just like, I will, I'm going to stay on top of you. And I'm not going to give you a chance to heckle me. You're not going to get, because heckles happen in silence. And so oh. I just won't be. And it has worked again. I remember uh, the first time that I performed in Vegas. So I was doing Brad Garrett's club at the MGM in Vegas. And Vegas is long. You do full weeks. Like, you don't do that wow. really anywhere else. It's very old school. Like, you, it used to be that, like in the 80s, comedy clubs used to yeah. be that way, where yeah. the comedian would yeah. fly in or drive in or bus in, who knows, you know, on yeah. Tuesday. And he's there through Sunday. It doesn't. It's wow. not really like that anywhere except Vegas. Vegas, you drive in on a Monday and you drive out the next Monday. Wow. And I was there, and um, Vegas is a weird city because they don't have anything in common. And like they, they, it, the people there, the only thing they have in common is that they're in that room. They're not from the same place. They don't necessarily yeah, speak yeah. the same language. They certainly don't wow. believe the same things. They don't like, so it's hard to unify everybody. And I was bombing. Like, I was <laughs> like, I bombed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was just... <laughs> I mean, I, I, and I mean a true, 
<laughs> bomb, bomb. Like I just like I'm gonna get fired before the yeah. weekend. <laughs> And, I'm gonna make it through the weekend. And the middle, I was, and I was just hosting. I was only doing 15 up top. And the middle, this guy named Dave Burley pulls me aside and he goes, "Like you have to slow down." And he goes, "I can tell you work a lot, and I can tell you play a lot of bad rooms, and you're very funny. But these people paid fifty dollars to be here. They are assuming you're funny. They, wow. They think it already. They think wow. this is a – you don't have to prove anything to them. Yeah. And it totally changed. You're like, okay, sit on the punchline a did, little more, you know. Did you see it? Like, did you see it change the next The night? next show. I go – I couldn't believe that nobody had ever spent $50 to see me – nobody would spend $50 to hang out with me, let alone see me do my jokes. <laughs> right, like, right. I don't – you know, <laughs> like they – and so I literally – I went down to Ross – and I got a blazer, like a jacket. And I was like, no. I'm going to doll this up a little more and right. not look like my normal, you know, freaking uh, comedy club on a Thursday open flannel night that I always have. <laughs> and then I like and I it totally made a difference. And now I didn't like crush crush. It's still Vegas right. is still a weird crowd. Right. Um, but it was so much different. And uh, which was great because Brad, you know, who's Robert on Everybody yeah, Loves yeah, Raymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad came in on Friday and I was like, whoo, figured this yeah. out before yes. the big guy. got Yes, here. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that's amazing. That is one of the things um, that I think, you know, in the 2025 shows that I've done that are stand up that is so interesting to me is pace is such a fascinating beast. Like mm -hmm. and how. You know, I did this tour where I did half stand up. The night was 45 music, minutes music, 15 minute intermission, 45 minutes of stand up. Mm -hmm. And the rooms were so interesting because I was playing everything from like a 300 person room and then I finished at the Ryman. And boy, yeah. you talk about a different, and it's all, and I mean, it's all real time experience for me. I have no clue what I'm doing. So, <laughs> you know, like I've been on stage talking, obviously, my sure, whole life, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but not like that where the guitar was just sitting on the side. Like I was, I was really doing stand up. And the the you know the three hundred person room in Portland, Oregon was so fast because people laugh and it's and then you're like on to the next joke. Yeah. And so you know yeah. you're, it's all real time processing. But boy, the Ryman. Yeah, which is up, the most perfect venue in the world. But it's, yeah, it, which is amazing. One of my best nights of my life. But it's a seven second delay. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah. Applause went and you're and and then I realized I don't. What do I do right now? Yeah, yeah. There's a very famous conversation. Um, between uh louie and seinfeld and chris rock and ricky gervais it's um what is, i don't it? i don't remember it's what it, yeah gervais produced it. it was on hbo i forget what it was called if you just type in their names you'll find it but louie talks about that when he first started doing theaters with seinfeld he goes like people would clap and it would go long like these long <laughs> applauses and he goes like i didn't know what to do like am i supposed to bow am i supposed to <laughs> And Seinfeld said, uh, stay in the bit. So whatever, if you're angry, wow. stay angry. If you're wow. ha smiling, stay smiling. You That's just have amazing. to, yeah, you have to, you have to emote at that point. Yeah, like, what yeah, am yeah. I, what was I feeling at the end of this bit? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then it stretches it out even longer, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah there yeah. is, there is a delay, you know? It's, it's great. That stuff, that's just all the things that I think nobody ever knows unless you do it once or twice. And you're like, oh, that's a real thing. So tell yeah. me this. So, 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 so where'd you, let's rewind. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and was the, I mean, this is always one of, is your family funny? Is that like a thing? Yeah. I, my humor is a very, uh, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. My, my standup is actually a pretty, uh, 
even breakdown of my parents. Um, <laughs> in what way? Well, and even though it's just Such funny because I, statement. yeah, it is. You know, my parents <laughs> and my parents flew when I was five, but it's still like it's still kind of like my dad is silly, very silly, and there's silly in my act, and then my mom is very sarcastic. And, oh, gotcha. and can be kind of like biting funny, and uh-huh. that's in there too. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. actually a pretty nice little. Yeah, I, uh, if I were, I came up with this phrase to describe my standup, which is uh, family-friendly nihilism. Is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. That's like, so true. it's clean. There's no swear words. You know, every once in a while there'll be like some Pixar like type jokes where you're like, oh, only the adult got that. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and those are fun little nods, you know. Right. Um, right. But it's very mean and critical and like in <laughs> dark at times. Not like Jesselnick dark, but you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. But you would still let your kids watch it. And by yeah, stand, sure. and by st- like I, I had, um, I was in uh, Seattle doing shows. Um, uh, this was like a month ago and, uh, I had someone walk during one of my shows cause she was upset over the, one of the vaccine jokes that I made. And, uh, and she left and, uh, the, the, the owner, as she was like, she said something to me on stage and then she left. It was fine. It was as far as heckles go, it was a pretty boring story. And she left. And then as she was like complaining to the owner and, uh, the owner goes like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like, if you're offended by him, He's the cleanest comic I book, so never come back here. <laughs> That's amazing. That's uh, amazing. So to answer your question, yes, that my yeah, parents kinda, were funny. Both. And 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 do you have siblings? I have one older sister and she's funny too. Yeah. She's funny too, okay. Yeah. So would you would you say that growing up, I mean that like you had a, there was humor in the home. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You, well, because it was my dad, you know, it was, okay. my house was me, my dad, my sister, and then my dad's okay. brother, my uncle Butch and, uncle uh, Butch. uncle Butch, who, as I say, is exactly what you imagine him to be <laughs> six, six. <laughs> oh three, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Three forty, big dude, you know, uh, uncle, he, Butch. uncle Butch. And he was, uh, my family, my dad and my uncle loved NASCAR. And so he would, um, and he his favorite driver was Terry Labonte, which this is oh, Barry. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So he would wear a, a frosted flakes jacket around all the time, <laughs> just with a big rooster. You know, he's like six six. Just and he drove this like lit. And and it, what's funny is like this is in the Seattle area, so we yeah. There's no context. No, 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 no. Everyone's like, I don't understand. They just think he's wearing a frosted flakes jacket. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not a NASCAR jacket. <laughs> he so. loves General Mills. <laughs> <laughs> so my General Mills. yeah, my dad was very silly, and uh, there was a lot of a lot of laughter. And then Butch was pretty silly too. Butch was like this. Um, he I, he's like just this just giant redneck Yoda. He would speak in these like <laughs> proverbs <laughs> all the time. What like I remember, weird... I know I remember. He said to me, "I I think about this once a week." He said, uh, "He Dusty. He was the only one I'd ever let call me Dusty." He goes, "You know, Dusty, uh, money won't." It, we were watching The Price Is Right, and somebody had just won like ten grand or whatever because he would watch us in the mornings. Uh, oh, gotcha. Okay. And uh, so we're watching The Price is Right. It's like summer break, and someone wins like 10 grand. He goes, You know, Dusty, money won't make you happy, but it won't make you sad. <laughs> and I was like, That's like the wisest thing I've ever heard. Oh, 
Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's pretty great, right? That's amazing. Like that. <laughs> no, that's a great word. Oh I know, my that, gosh. You're like, is that in the Bible? Because it feels like it should be. <laughs> it definitely feels. It's in the yeah. message. hundred. It's in the message. Yeah, Eugene Proverbs. coined yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So, so did you like? Do you remember the first time that you thought you were funny? Like, what was the moment that you were like, I think I may be funny? You know, I remember um, I always prided myself in being able to make, like, the teachers laugh. Ooh. And so there were a couple moments. I remember sophomore year. I mean, I'd gotten some laughs here and there, you know, like anybody would, and getting the, the feel of that. And I remember I would always crush speeches. Like, oh, I wow. Like there was, there, it was like an easy A. I would, those were, I was like, oh yes, we don't have to write it. You know, we get to say it. It's going to be a home run for me. But I remember <laughs> sophomore year, uh, honors English, uh, our teacher, I don't even remember her last name because I made a joke like four or five days into class where uh, I don't even remember how it came up, but I was like, okay, whatever you say, Shelby. Like that was her name. And she laughed the context of it. <laughs> and I called her Shelby the rest of the year. No. And none of the other kids did. So I'd be like, all right, see you tomorrow, Shelby. And I remember that getting a laugh and everybody liking it. I was like, okay, this is a different kind of laugh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Like, this is a like, this is a higher level. This isn't like somebody just <laughs> farted in class or somebody said, like, that's what she said or something like that. Like, yeah, this yeah. is. This is, yeah. we're on a we're on a higher yeah. plane right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it got me privileged that I called her Shelby all year long. You know, so that I do remember pretty vividly. So you think you, you, it's like your brain went, okay, this is a different currency for me. This yeah, is exactly. Me things. Yeah, yeah. It got it was it was a social advantage to be funny. <laughs> yeah. I also, yeah. I mean, I also like you know, I like a lot of kids. You. Uh, who end up funny, you're like, oh, this can get me out of getting bullied too. Like, yeah, and this can yeah. get me out of situations. Yeah. Now, the the flip side of that is, you know, I could just be a total arse sometimes yeah, and bully yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody yeah. else with yes, that. Because it's yes. like, you don't really know how to hone it quite yeah, that's, early Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. That's so true. There's one it, of my, this is one, this is, a, I'm going to tell a story. This is a, a comedian named Tamer, uh, Tamer Katan. He's an Egyptian comic. He's very funny. Uh, he, he's not an Egyptian comic. He's Egyptian and he's a comic, but he's very, uh, he's very funny. What are those bits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very I'm funny. <laughs> he told a story once of where he like, he got bullied a ton getting growing up and he would get beat up and stuff all the time by this one kid. And one day he just started making fun of him and everybody started laughing and then the kid beat him up and everything. And then in between he like the next day, the kid goes, Hey man, like if you stop making fun of me like that, I will stop beating you up. And he goes, no, I'll take the beating. I'd rather no. get the laugh. <laughs> 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 Boy, the psychosis of that is I so know, intense. right? Yeah, it's, the, so it's like the laughs are worth it, and that's oh like that's inside the mind of someone who has to be funny. You yeah. know, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day, John from Dadville, and we were. I was yeah. telling him you're coming on, and he said, "You know," I said, "Was is there anything you would ask comics?" He said, "You know, I think what I would ask him is." 
and I wrote these set down. He said, there's an assumption that comedians are compensating for something, especially pertaining to childhood. He's like, that's the question I would ask all of them. Sure. It kind of sounds like you're hinting around that. I mean, do you feel that way? Oh, yeah, a million. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I need to be liked and affirmed. Yeah. I need to be loved. I need yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you know, not be, it's it's like uh, Johnny W is a comic there in Nashville. He says, like, it's just tiny hugs from strangers. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. Just tell me, (laughs) tell me I'm worth something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So it's not all that, but it is, you know, again, there's a, I, you know, I, this is my whole life, so I know lots of stories, but there's a conversation between the late Gary Shandling and Seinfeld Mm -hmm. where Seinfeld's pressing on that. And he goes like, Gary, you always say that there has to be damage. There has to be something wrong with you. Like, can't you just be funny? Can there not just be some childhood damage? Can't there just not be something wrong with you? And Shanlin goes, I hear rage. (laughs) (laughs) And and in a moment undid Seinfeld because Seinfeld's whole act is rage. He's angry. He's angry about big things and small things. It all comes from a a, a place of rage. So, yeah, Yeah. mine comes from a, you know, an incessant crippling need to be liked and affirmed. Yeah, which yeah. I think it's true. It's true of all this, just where it goes. It's like, where does that energy Yeah, goes? and it's in stand-up, it's to get it yeah. into, like, the most, like, insert it into my veins, like, <laughs> and, like, risk. And that, like, it is, in some ways, a dumb way to pursue it because you're – I said this to uh, uh, my wife, Melissa, the other day, you know, about, like, um, particularly if you're like me and that – you don't get a lot of like industry love. Like I don't have a Netflix mm-hmm. special. I'm not on mm-hmm. TV very often. I get more no's. I don't have representation. I don't, you know, everything that we have, I built, my yeah. wife and I built, or yeah. I've gotten from other comics, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so a lot of my stuff that has done well has done well on the internet. And I go, you know, the the problem with that, you know, w- the good news about the internet is you you throw your stuff out there, and you and the people that think you're funny find you. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. problem is everyone who doesn't think you're funny finds you too. <laughs> <laughs> and they're and and usually they're the they're more likely to tell you that they yeah. don't think you're funny. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's nice if you can get a Netflix special. Great. Because there's right. no comp. Remember the reviews. This has always been the rumor. The reviews were so bad on Amy Schumer's that they took away the reviews on Netflix. <laughs> like, no way. That's like so they. That's like uh, that. But that's the nature of the internet, especially yeah, towards yeah. comedy. Yeah. It's just like yeah. trash. This sucks. This sucks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Do yeah. people do that in music? Do people do that? Like, and just like get in the comments. You're like, oh, hack. You, no, know, like- you, you know what? I, when I watched the comedian movie in like, gosh, 2003. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. 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 I had this revelation because I realized that, you know, you watch Seinfeld go into these comedy clubs and he's, you know, he's starting his, his new um, night. You know, he's like building his hour again. Yeah. And I mean, he bombs, you know, I mean, he talks about that. He's like, man, that joke didn't work. And why didn't it work? This is the biggest difference to me in comedy and music. Sting could walk in with a guitar to a, let's say a coffee shop in New York city. Somebody just got through with a set. Or a bass, if he prefers, right? Just doing a bass line, just walking the old bass down. And he could play a song and it could be the worst song you've ever heard. Like nobody, everybody in the room is like, that's the worst song I've ever heard. But see, here's the trick about it. What's redeemable still is that it's his voice and it's right. his guitar playing. 
Yeah. And, and so there's something that's always redemptive about music, no matter how bad it is, if it's a celebrity, right? Like, right. you know, John Mayer go in a room and play a song, and it's like, this is the worst song I've ever heard, but his voice is still pretty cool. And man, it's right, 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 right. You know, comedy, mm. if it's not funny, it's not just redemptive, it, it's the opposite. Right. It induces right. anger. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, music doesn't do that. Like, you can have a bad music night and nobody's leaving pissed. I mean, they, they you know, they may be like, God, that sucked, and I wish he'd played these songs. But I th yeah. there's always something you're going. It was still cool. He was there, and you know the bass sounded cool, and you know there's. You, but music, comedies, if it's not good, it's just it's it's angry. Yeah, music. yeah. Well, and it's not as awkward because there's music happening. Yes, that's right. There's you something know, else. Yes. Exactly, and there's not um, a built-in you know, uh, illicit response to music in the, the right. way that there. I mean, there can be dancing and singing right, along. Right. Right. But right. Music, unlike comedy, can be consumed passively. Yes, that's exactly right. That's and exactly comedy right. cannot. No, like no. If, if that's and that's like when people talk about like, are you still scared? I'm like, I'm not scared. Is not the right word, but I do get anxious. And when you do certain rooms, because you're just like, well, are they going to be paying attention? That's my yes. first concern. Yes, are yes, you even going to be? Yes. Yeah, looking at me are yeah. you gonna be eating are you gonna be yeah. is it gonna be especially when you're doing like bar rooms and stuff like yeah. that like we call them like bar hijack shows where you're just like you know like freaking <laughs> i'm trying to get you to even yeah. acknowledge now thankfully there's less of those but i've yeah have a masochist side to me you're like i still have to do the bad show <laughs> yeah <laughs> so paying for something in your childhood that yeah you're not sure yeah what it is. so, so, so I, when, go ahead well, I was going to say too. You know, the the other thing I think that is, we had Bargazzi on Dadville, and he said, something "Oh yeah, I'm I with Nate was, this week. I'm oh, doing, dude. yeah, I'm what, doing shows Wednesday through Saturday with Nate. What a great dude." Um, but he said something that I thought was really true too. He's like, "You know, I hate you guys." He's like, "I hate musicians," and we're all laughing. He's like, "Because you can get an hour down, and that's the next fifty years of your life. Congrats, it's yeah. the same hour every night of your life." You know, yeah. He's like, we do, I, and I, I didn't know enough about comedy to know this, but he's like, you know, you develop a tour, you, over a tour, you develop an hour, and then usually you record the last show of the tour, or the last mm -hmm. couple, and then those jokes are dead. Yep. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. He's yeah. like, and then what he said, I think the funniest thing he said on the show, which killed me, he's like, that's the thing that, <laughs> he said that's the thing that people don't understand, is it <laughs> when they're shouting a bit they want you to do, they're shouting the punchline. It's so true. Like, yeah, you know, they want you to do the, you know, whatever bit. And you're like, like dad bod bit. And you're like, well, you just, I mean, now you kind of know where this is going. Exactly. You, you know? think you, you think you want me to do that, but you actually don't. <laughs> well, you, and you know, you know what you just said that the minute ago that spoke to that too. And I just had Angela Johnson on. Yesterday, oh, I love Angela. Yeah. And she was saying, she's like, you know, the thing that gets tricky with the internet too and in, in putting out specials is and you just said that about your bits like the the that with the seatbelt bit is like you'll forget a line that's really yeah. inconsequential maybe to the bit yeah but people have memorized the bit yeah just i mean breath for breath yeah and yeah. when you don't do they're like no that's not the bit and you're like well it well it's not not the bit yeah you know what i mean yeah, it's like yeah, i'm yeah. still telling the funny part it's just i'm not doing the right and she was like you know she said there's she was speaking specifically about the nail salon bit she's like i mean she's like there were years where i forgot two or three parts of that bit and, yeah you know like i just you know same as you somebody would be like hey you realize and she's like oh my gosh yeah they're yelling yeah, out crypto gel you forgot yeah, the gel part you forgot <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes exactly <laughs> and i was like isn't that so funny and, she, and, and then 
you know, to your point about music, she's like, you know, those have become now that they're, they're like the encore, you know, because it's right. what people want. And she's like, I, you know, for a season I didn't do them and now I'm doing them again because that's, that's what the people are paying for. But, yeah. you know, it, to your point, you're going to forget those things. It's, you know, where music is so different that way, you know, like obviously you don't want to change it too much, but you change a melody here and there. Nobody's like throwing, you know, like their salt and pepper shakers at you in the show, you know? It's no. Like, and oh, and maybe they exactly, want you, you know. to, you know, maybe yeah. they want you to an extent because you have a way that you can really enhance the bit or the, the song, you know? And they're yeah. like, Oh my gosh, this was great. He did all the things I want from this, but he also added to Brought it, you know? Else. Yeah. 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 Or you combine it with another song or right. something like that, right. you know, that's, right. How, how much grace do you give yourself for that in a bit? Like how, how much, like if you're, you know, the night's killing and then you're in the middle of a bit and all of a sudden your brain goes, Ooh, this is funny. Say that. Like, are, do you give yourself space for that? Are you kind of like, nah, I'm trying to kind of stick to the material or. Yeah, I do. I do. I, you know, I try and, uh, you know, like, uh, again, the ADD thing, I just kind of try and ride the dopamine. Like if I go, like if <laughs> this you is your next comedy, yeah, ride the run. dopamine. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, and, and, but then you also like, um, you know, usually if I do that, I have a built in grace with the audience and that I've been funny enough for a while. That's And really then you well have said. what we call like save lines that you go like, all right, that's a new bit. It'll be, come oh, see wow. me in a, come see me in a year. That's going to be better, you know, stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Like, yeah. or you, you've just it's it's you're very comfortable messing up you're very comfortable with the joke missing at a certain yeah. point you know yeah. um so i i try to but you know i'm in kind of a a rebuilding stage too where you just go like but i have to get this down i have yeah. to you know i have to um i have to be productive up here yeah but then you're also thinking like, also the camera's rolling, and if I can get a clip here, I have to be productive here and to build my career. You know, Angela and Nate are in a very are very different career spaces than yeah. me, and they yeah. they have, uh, you know, built in fan bases at this yeah, point. Yeah. And I've got fans. I'm you know I'm aware of where I'm at, but you know I as I you know the whole name of my tour right now is School Night Headliner. Like, come see me because. <laughs> If you're going to see me, it's going to be on a Wednesday or a Sunday or a Thursday because that's when that's oh, when the punchline's going to have me. It's yeah, on these yeah, nights, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm not yeah. getting the full weekend very often. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, you're uh, like when you're at this stage, like you really are in the. And Nate said this to me the first weekend I opened with him. Like he goes, like if you get fans, you win. That's the goal, and you know wow. that because you're in the same. Mm. Like you know what we have in common. We're in the ticket selling business. That's right. That's you right. like, and, and, and so you go like, this is why, that's why I put out so much content. It really happened over COVID. I was like, I really got to learn how to edit videos. I got to buckle this down. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Like, so it's a weekly podcast and a video on Sunday yeah. and yeah. two to three TikToks a week and two to three reels and tweets and da, 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 da. Like this is yeah, the engine the that exactly. And, you know, Angela, <clears throat> Angela, Angela was the first that I can know that I know of viral comedian. Well, she's she's kind of mentioned that, yeah. She yeah. said that that was like one of the first things on YouTube that went viral. And then that crazy to think about, you know. And Nate never had that. Nate Nate got big on Netflix, but yeah. Nate's also ten years ahead of me. And I so mm -hmm. I, the last time I was with him, we were I was doing a corporate in Toledo, and he was at the Funny Bone there. So I just talked to him and I go like, "How many years did you do these at half full?" And he was like, "My whole career." 
My yeah. whole career was doing half full funny bones, which is a yeah. very sad sentence. That should be, that's a, that's a <laughs> memoir right there. <laughs> in Toledo. Somebody listening to this just started crying and they yeah. don't know why. They're yeah, just like exactly. pulled over the car and just yeah. immediately. <laughs> and that's what, before they even saw the comedy condo. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, it really, but what he, the nice thing about Nate, is he was so ready for the moment because yeah. he had been grinding for yeah. for so long, you know? Yeah. So it's a really, it's like, I don't know. I, you probably feel the same way of you're like, I have like this new thing that I want to share with you, but I also, I want to have some stuff that you'll only get to see live. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I want to like, I'll do that sometimes with bits where like I'll post a, a, a 20 seconds of a 45 second bit where, so they'll feel like they'll yes. hear it, but then, you, you know, when they come live, they're like, okay, he had some there extra there that he, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it's funny. That's a very interesting thing about the fans. That That's why I've always felt like I'm cheating when I do these stand up shows because my fans come. I mean, that's, I'm not having to deal with anybody that's like mad they're there or is like, there's no heckle. I mean, you know, my, my stand up career if you, if, with a little C career has been hysterical <laughs> because of the, you know, 25, 30 shows I've done. It's my fans. So it's a complete right. cheat because they're, they're gracious. They're ready to laugh. They they know what they've gotten themselves into. It's like a. It, it feels like a an evening with. That's exactly what it's like. And so you know, when I've done those shows, although I'll tell you, man, the only the only time I ever had to deal with <laughs> with that was you know when I did my first like legit. I'm not bringing a guitar. I'm I'm just doing stand up for the night. Right. I did like mm -hmm. probably twelve of these like three or four years ago, and it's been longer than that. And so I showed up and I was like, all right, like, you know, and we promoted them like that. And I let my fans like, hey, this is I'm there's I will not have a guitar like I'm yeah. telling jokes. And so they all were amazing and so fun. And, and I learned a million things about doing it. Sure. And then and then I did this night in Denver and I walked out and I immediately knew they don't know. Like, I just knew it. I knew <laughs> I knew 10 <laughs> feet into walk on the stage. I was like, they don't know this is a stand up night. So I kind of made that joke at the front and I was like, Hey, you know, maybe they don't, maybe they do. So I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to give them grace. And so I did the night. It was great. Thankfully they get done and I walk backstage and they start yelling song titles. <laughs> like I'm, I'm done with it. I don't have a guitar. I don't even like, I don't even have an app that I could strum on my phone. And, and I just had to sit there and I told my roadmate, I was like, you got to go turn the music on. They think I'm still doing music. And so we went out and I sort of heard like some, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah. I get back to the hotel room and man, my Twitter's just like lit up. People are like, dude, not cool. We drove from Boulder, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, and, and, and I just spent like the next hour. I've never had that. I'm so thankful for this in my life, but I just, that's not my people. My people right, are right. wonderful, kind, sweet people. Right, and, right. And so I'm like an hour. I'm just putting out fires. And thankfully, to all of their credit, except for one guy who was a youth minister who demanded his money back, but I'm not bitter about that. But, <laughs> but, but God will judge him. Oh, that. how God pastoral sees. of him. Um, oh, dude, I was like, are you kidding? Are you really the one guy? So, and I, you know, I was so kind to of him. But anyway, I reached out to these people and I was like, hey, this is what we found out. The club, and they admitted it. They said, we just miffed it. We put up a picture of you and guitar. And oh, that's our bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so once everybody was great. In fact, all of them said, hey, I'm not saying it wasn't funny. Yeah. I'm just saying we got, it's totally good. We get your side. And they were great. They were so gracious. Yeah, it's not but what like, they expected. Yeah, yeah. but I've only had to deal with that one. It wasn't even, and, and I was like, oh God, this would ruin me if I had to deal with like, people who didn't <laughs> like me on, on a Well, that is basis. a different thing. Like I, I've never had to deal with that where people, because you know, that's, 
the good and the bad of stand up is the only thing they want you to do is be funny. That's that's <laughs> yes. that's the expectation is you walk out there and they go dance joke monkey dance. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's the, I mean that's the that's the thrill of it is you can, you know, I I meandered in a lot of different careers and I was a pastor a youth pastor for a while. I was in journalism for a while. I was, you know, trying to be like a writer for a while. And wow. and what I didn't what I liked about stand up and why I was drawn to it is they is we get to talk about anything we want. You get to talk yeah. about anything you want. Yeah. But yeah. it has to be funny. Yeah. And if it's not funny, then then you didn't do your job. But if yeah. you, you can talk about anything you want as yeah. long as it is funny. Yeah. And you might make people yeah. mad, but that's just part of the job, you know. So, you guys, listen. Earlier in the episode, I talked to you about Grip6, but wanted the chance to give you guys more info on their wallets as well. And not just their belts. They got dope belts and they got dope socks. I'm sure all of you guys out there can relate to the hassle of shoving a hefty billfold or trifold wallet into the back pocket of your pants. We know what happened to George Costanza. I mean, his back got jacked up. Guys... We only got one life to live. What are we doing? Not only does it hardly fit, but it leaves a huge, unsightly lump right there on your rear. <laughs> also, if you're not careful, you just start walking in circles from the weight of it all. We've all been there. <laughs> okay, we've all been there. Well, the good people at Grip6, because they love you, have created a wonderfully slim, low-profile wallet. We call that a low-pro wallet that is less than half an inch thick. Okay? That's about as thin as a common smartphone, guys. Those groundbreaking Grip6 wallets are now built with space-grade Aluminum, space grade aluminum. I mean, that's even cool to say. My Grip6 wallet has a sleek and handsome leather jacket that adds even more space for cards and cash. <laughs> Sadly, there's not a lot of cash these days. I digress. While not in use, all your cards are locked in place and safely secured with RFID blocking. So you ain't got to worry about that in your life. That's one less thing to check off. The Grip6 wallets make wonderful gifts for your husbands, brothers, or anyone special in your life. Don't forget that Grip6 wallets are all made right here in the US of A and come with a lifetime guarantee, just like all of their products, okay? That's because they love us. <laughs> they don't have to, but they do, guys. That's why it means so much. So visit Grip6, that's G-R-I-P-6.com today to shop these awesome wallets, belts, socks, and more. What got you, when was the moment that you were like, I'm going to do stand-up? Like, like, was that a gradual thing or did you have sort of like a, you know, it was my first open mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, (laughs) it's like Constantine, the clouds opened up. And, and, you know, instead of a cross, it was a microphone. It said in this sign conquer. Or it was a cross of my, it was a cross of microphones. Yes, exactly. (laughs) No, uh, uh, no, I, I grew up in love with stand up, and, Mm. uh, I, so you, so you had always listened. So that was something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Well, and I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm 36 and, uh, you know, I was like the comedy central generation where yeah. in the nineties, that's what comedy central played was stand up. Yeah. It was a yeah. stand up TV or yeah. stand up network. It was yeah. stand up all the time. So all the comedy central presents I had memorized, Which, and I would watch small all the time. aside, I, I would uh, listen, I'm coming in hot here, Dustin, forgive me, but I think maybe the tightest, funniest 30 minutes of stuff of stand up I've ever seen. Yeah, is the Kevin James sweat the small stuff? It's fantastic. That so good. thirty minutes about yeah. ruined me. 
Yeah, yeah. With the door it, and it was a Comedy Central thing. I remember <laughs> I liked it so much that when I was in college, I ordered the video because after it got done, it was like, if you yeah. want this video, call right. this number. And you know, and I, I yeah, literally got on my landline and was video? like, I need uh, this video. And they sent it to me. <laughs> like, that's how very, much I loved it. What a very dated sentence that Oh, is. my gosh. Everybody, yeah. Anybody under 20 listening to this is like, that might as well be like hieroglyphics yeah exactly yeah 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 and then you churned butter as and (laughs) awaited its arrival via horse carriage you know and and i had a disease and we did a good bloodletting yeah exactly yeah 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 Yeah. my my mother retrieved it because i was bedridden (laughs) with gouts the Oregon Trail was hard on us exactly Um, so 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 you grew up in that so you were listening constantly yeah okay but it's one of those things that you're like you think about it like oh man what if i was that person and you but you don't know how to do it there's no career path yeah 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 yeah. and so when we we moved to san diego which is where i live now 10 years ago and that was like you know you know i grew up in seattle i'm from there i went to college there like i just and everybody knew you there so to just start stand-up felt like what? What are you doing? I was married. I had kids, but I was a little more anonymous down here. And so it was like, Hey, I've always wanted to do this. And I think I just need to figure out how to do an open mic. And so, you know, I just, you know, Googled it and figured out and called the number and called in and put your name in and, and went and did an open mic at Madhouse Comedy Club in downtown San Diego. And, and it was a three minute set. There was maybe six people there, which actually for an open mic, isn't terrible. And, (laughs) I got, I told a story, I told a three minute story about uh, how in middle school I had to wrestle a girl, you know, I was in wrestling, I had to wrestle a girl and, uh, and I, it got a laugh at the middle part and I got a laugh at the end and I was like, okay, I'm hooked, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, I'm going to do this professionally. It was like, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going you. to keep doing you. open mics, but I was 27 and had two kids at the time. So like Jeez I was a, Louise. I was a late starter, you know, that's like, I was, I was the oldest by far, yeah. you know, going to the mics and, and, and not only even just the oldest, like I had, I had a whole life, you know? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was, I did that. And I was working at a rec center at the time for five, six years doing both. And there was a lot of, you know, as it started to pick up, the start of the road stuff started to pick up. There was a lot of, you know, work the early shift on Thursday, drive yeah. or get on a plane, go be at a club all weekend, fly home Monday morning after sleeping in the airport Sunday night and take Jeez. a shower and go to work. There was a lot of that for a while, Jeez you know, Louise. but you know how it was when people are like, oh, I can't believe they did that. And then, but in the moment, like any, any entertainer artist, you're like, what do you mean? Why would you not do that? <laughs> that's right. That's a, that's an obvious. That would say, you know, like comics aren't wowed by that story. Yeah, but right, the, right. The people that are wowed by that story have never kind of gotten caught up in a and like, yeah. oh, I might be able to get to do. I don't. I don't like using the word dream because I wasn't. I wasn't dreaming of it. I wasn't even fantasizing about it. But I, you, you got caught up in like, what if this was my job? You know, like this yeah. would be the yeah. most incredible. Yeah thing in the world i don't have to have a boss i get to you know i get to i mean that was the main thing you know i get to do the thing that i love 
Yeah. You know, so. Also, I don't have a boss. That's. Yeah, that's a big one. one. That is. (laughs) I mean, I mean, you do have a million different bosses, but you don't. Yeah. 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 The bosses change every night. You know, that that is one of the things that's so funny to me about music and comedy. And I I mean, this could be a whole other podcast because I'm sure you have a million thoughts about this. But, you know, because, you know, my, my story is the same with music. I mean, like you know, just on the road and then in rental cars in my station wagon for three years that me and my bass player toured the country and, you know, in this like uh, Buick Roadmaster, you know, General Wooden Sides. And so, you know, but I was like, well, what else are you going to do? Of course you're right. And so there is a part of me, like the dis, like the, 43 year old kind of mean old man in me like mm-hmm. I, and i'm sure this has got to be the same in your world with tiktok and and you know reels and all you know internet the the with instagram listen how old i am i'm getting older as i talk yeah <laughs> but but there is a part of me that sort of gets mad and grieves that people just jump that now you know they mm. sort of stuff can catch and then you yeah. know they're like dude it's just i went from you know doing uh reels in my garage to man i'm selling out comedy club whatever and it's like yeah god man that's that that can be a tough pill for me sometimes because i'm like not only am i like man there's wonderful things to learn from doing that but there's also like oh it's good you got to do that i'm glad you you wake up with like the airport carpet pressed into your face yeah drooled and you're having to like run to your gate to make (laughs) right right i do have a thousand thoughts on that one uh What's nice is that those same opportunities are there for us now and that they can help yep, us. Yep, and, well that, you, you know, we have now we're not as good at it usually. You oh, know, yeah, that's yeah. like, yeah, you know, yeah. as far as like these creators go. And, you know, there's some people who are just moguls that are just excellent at it. But I will say that the the live show is not as good and there's no way oh, it yeah. can be. It, and it's the great equalizer. Exactly. And their fans know it. And they know it. They 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 know it as and I, I will tell you because I have been in those green rooms and I have been with big acts who have been made it solely on the Internet and didn't yeah. have a basis on these other things. They yeah. know it. And there's an insecurity there. And I'm glad there's an insecurity there because there yeah. should be an insecurity. There. <laughs> that's right. That's and right. That, that's and right. that's the, and that's the second you you love them. You're kind to them. Yeah. You're happy to about yeah. them. But they know. You know, we have, I'm sure that um, uh, this exists in every realm. You know, we have what we, in our realm, what we call a comics comic that you go, they have all the respect, you know, uh, they're as funny as it gets. They crush their live show. Nobody wants to follow them. Yeah. And they did it, quote unquote, like the right way. Now, like there's a trap in that, that you don't want to just be a comics comic, you know, or an artist, artist, and musician's musician. And you do. I mean, truly, you, I, huh, I'm truly on the fence of what would you prefer to have, like a big fan base or the respect yeah. of your peers. And I yeah. think I would take the respect of my peers. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's not even a thing. I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it really it 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 carries a lot more weight, and yeah. and it um and you know it doesn't um it doesn't pay your bills. <laughs> right, right, right. It's hard to monetize the right. respect of your peers, but. You know, you have those moments where you go like, yeah, selling out a show is really cool. Having one of your heroes tell you that you're great Mm -hmm. and they're funny and they respect you, that – that's the stuff that as an entertainer, mm. you know, and I use entertainer, not artist intentionally there. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. what you want, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me, I mean, that's with Kevin Hart. You've had that. I mean, what is that? What is that about? That's. So I mean, cool. that's what I'm saying. Like the, you know, the, um, 
if that's the you know i've had like a couple smaller tv appearances but the biggest one i did was on comedy central and that was yeah. selected by comedians that's Isn't comedians that that's, that's comedians so going good. this is funny that's yeah. that's really what you want there and they're you know for you know for you do you do the interview and for you know there's a bunch of comics in the room and for kev to pull me aside and be like, dude, that was so funny. You're absolutely hysterical. You're like, that's it. I'm good that's here. That's it. Yeah, man. I'm good here. That's it. That's now, it. the next time I see him, I saw him last month at the at a, at a club in L.A. Doesn't remember me, but it doesn't mean it didn't mean it. It doesn't mean it didn't mean it in that moment. Oh, man. I have video proof of, of, of me making him laugh. Yeah, that's so live to me. So, so okay, I want to kind of go through. These aren't rapid fire, but I, but I just want to get your opinion on these questions. These are things sure. I'm asking each comic. Um, is there a bit you have that you think is funny that just people don't laugh at, but you're just absolutely sold on trying to make it work? I love this dynamic. Yeah. Oh gosh. So <laughs> you know where many. you're like, okay, tonight is gonna kill, and then okay, yeah, no, but tonight it's gonna kill. There's so many, gosh, I mean, when I'm trying to think about bits that I thought was funny, that nobody else thought was funny. I mean, where do you even begin? <laughs> that feels the same. <laughs> it's, uh, gosh, let me, I want to like, all I have to do is dig through notes of like what my, uh, maybe I can come up with a, oh, is this is what like, you, what's that? Do you keep, do you keep notes? Is that kind of where you keep your, your ideas Yeah, and stuff well, and yeah, my writing process is, uh. I, I have a little folder right here. It's called Next Bits to Try. These are like new ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah And, yeah. Um, you know, it'll, it'll just be like a very, um, a very uh, like short idea yeah. that then yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. practice. So like yeah. this one is, uh, this isn't a bit I've tried. Uh, the name of this bit is Everyone is Full of Crap. Uh, <laughs> but that came from, I had to, I really, it, when if it comes to anything political, I try and, I try and make fun of both sides pretty equally because yeah, 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 I, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, truest. Yeah, Anytime yeah. someone brings up politics and they like badmouth the president or the last president, I just, I always say the same thing. I go, Oh, I hate all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like that guy, but I don't like your guy either. Yeah. So yeah, don't. yeah. Equal so this distaste. One, right. So this is one I wrote. This is the bit is, uh, um, that I've been writing is that I think it's very, like every, every side is full of crafts because there's a lot of people right now complaining that you have to show a vax card or get a negative test because that you know that's required to get in there right. and they're all mad even though that's that business is they go that that business can't make that choice they can't select who they serve and they don't hurt serve and these were the same people who were totally okay with that bakery not making a wedding cake for a gay couple <laughs> <laughs> right so that's that's once and but then the second yeah. one is the CDC and everybody has said the best thing that you could do to 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 fight covid is to bo boost your immune system and be as healthy as you can also if you get the vaccine you can get free krispy kreme <laughs> so that's what <laughs> so that's that's the idea yeah uh, that's great so that's anyways great. that um, so do you like how do you how, do you this is so weird maybe this is normal maybe it's not but when i was working on these bits for that tour i would literally stand in this room and talk out loud yeah I would just pace the room, yeah, and I would have the same thing. I'd have like kind of a subject heading, and I'd yeah. be like, okay, I don't know what I think about that, and I would literally start talking. I'd yeah, be like, and I'd be like, oh, that's pretty funny. And I'd be like, oh, God, I can't get anywhere with that. Is that, it, or are you doing that on stage? No, well, sometimes, but usually, um, 
usually I, I, I have an idea and then I just talk to myself like that yeah, all day. Okay, okay. I do it. That's I do it. You're, what you're doing is you're trying to find the joke of it, but you're also trying to find the comedy has like a rhythm to oh, it. That, yes. You're trying to find yes. kind of the music to it. of just like, you know, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. how am I going to set this up? How am I going to get into it? Yeah. And a bit like that, which is kind of delicate. Yeah. I'm just, you just yeah. like, I would say like, I, you know, little lines and stuff along the way. So yeah, the, uh, that I do the exact same thing, which is I okay, just talk to okay. myself. Yeah, I don't reserve okay. it to one room, though. I just it's my whole life. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the kids or Melissa will be <laughs> Melissa will be like, oh, you're you're writing, and I was like, I mean, I mean, yeah. let's be honest, like that's that sounds so pretentious, but yes, I am yes. doing the thing that I do for a living. Yeah, that's that's it. I'm the same with songs. Like I'll come in and. And he's like looking at me, and and she, I mean, she's just the peanuts librarian. And I'm like, because I'm like, oh, that chorus could be better. And she yeah. sees it, my. She's like, are you still writing? I'm like, yeah, sorry. Like, um, it. Do you think it's hard being funny uh, without being dirty? I mean, you're really good at it, but do you? Find oh, that thank you. Struggle? No, I think it's a, a funny's funny. I think that it's. I don't, and I don't think it's easy to be funny being dirty. <laughs> I don't yeah. I think that being funny on stage is exceedingly hard. Yeah, and no matter what. Whether you're swearing or you're being dirty or um you know in certain crowds it's a disadvantage to be dirty. You yeah. know, like yeah. that they you, you Yeah, 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 yeah. That Saturday early show that might have a lot of white hair out there, they might not want to hear about that. So, yeah. you know, I just mm. think that you you pick your lane and yeah. what, what the good thing about working clean, well there's a lot of good things about working clean, but what is beneficial to me is uh, anything that makes you edit is good, right? I mean, wow. that's like wow. anything that makes you wow. refine. Wow, that's your ideas yeah. is uh, is it's just going to make you, you know, make better art, make better content. Yes, yeah, that and then just in life, right? Totally. I mean, just, oh, 100%. Sort of a hundred percent. Sort of. Just... Yeah. Don't say the first thing on your mind. Just give it a second. <laughs> give it a second. Just give it a minute. And yeah. even better, maybe yeah. consider don't say it. Yeah. You know, it was funny, speaking of that, I told Angela this too, but um, that was one of the things my manager at the time, a guy named Chris, came out. and I was probably five or six shows into the tour when I was doing the stand-up thing. And I remember after the show, he was like, look, man, trust the bits. Because he had mm. seen the show a bunch. And, he was, and I, was, I just added so much stuff because I was bored. And yeah. I was just going, hey, that's the first thing I'm thinking of. I'm going to say it. And he was mm. like, it's it's a great 45 minutes. Just trust it. And it mm. I needed to hear that because, of, to your point, I was like, one, I'm bored, and two, I'm like, I've got a million other things I could say about that, so I'm just going to say them. And I would yeah. feel the night like, oh, this is turning into something I can't, I'm trying to corral too many Mustangs. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. And running. So, yes, that's that's sort of a general great Well, and just, you, a lot of time it happens on a bit where you just start off, you're like, man, I got like a hot three, four minutes here. And then once you refine it, you're like, oh, that's a new 30 second joke. <laughs> yeah, I got a new exactly. I got a new tweet out of this, you know, because well, you, you just start. You know, my, you mine know start... The, yeah. The, yeah. They just expand. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, they start big funny. and then you just chop them down. <laughs> you're like, this yes, is not. Yes. Yeah. This is a funny. This yeah. is the, now I'm Hedberg. Now I'm yeah. Emo Phillips. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> you know, that, that was a, that was probably the first thing I learned in my first night of stand up, which was I've never been more scared. In my life, in my life, I did a show at the Belcourt Theater here, which is, I don't know, maybe 400 people. It was sold out. My first night of ever really doing this. Yeah. And I was terrified, but I learned that night in real time, there is nothing more terrifying than when they laugh in the middle of the joke and you still got to end the joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. Still to this day, that's the hardest thing I think about it to me is going, yeah. oh, I, the middle of that is the funniest part. 
Yeah. And then yeah. they're going like, oh, well, what happened? And you're like, well, no, the rest is sort of consequential <laughs> <laughs> to the rest, you know. I did um, a show a while back where like I was like, I started kind of exploring on an idea. And I remember what the joke was. And I kind of like told what I thought the joke was. And and, everyone, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that joke anymore. And someone goes like, no, 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 keep going. I go, no, that was it. I told the joke. <laughs> And I was like, that's what I'm saying. I said they didn't even they didn't even realize a joke had happened. They thought I was just meandering on the topic. <laughs> it's comedy to me, stand up comedy, it's it's just so vulnerable. Like it's such a vulnerable that's the thing that fascinates me the most yeah. about it, is you are just so naked to everything up there. Yeah, well at any moment. It, yeah. In music, like if it sounds good, everyone's happy. Yeah. Like, and, and then if you can have, you know, like, you know, like, uh, if you, like my favorite, well, I mean, favorite, I probably who I've listened to more than my anywhere else in my life is Damien Rice. If oh, you yeah. can have something that sounds great yeah. and you resonate with the words yeah. and you feel yeah. something and they encapsulate, they're all great. You're like, yeah. great, yeah. fantastic. I'll yeah. love you forever. But the music has to sound good first. Yep. If it sounds like crap, then you can. Yeah. It's it, yeah. you're never. With stand up, it's very different, and that you're oh, like yeah. it. That it has. The, I, you're like letting them into your brain in a weird way. So like, it, it's it's the lyrics. It's it's as if you would just go up and say the lyrics, and they're like, oh, I don't resonate with that idea. I think what you're saying is stupid. So like, you can let them into it. Like I had this thought. I was just looking at my notes right here. Is that this is and this is what I'm saying. It puts you into a weird spot of somebody's brain if that, you know, when when white people are serial killers, they always have to have a gimmick <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and it was like the that it was based on the Zodiac killer. And I was like, they we're they gotta it, have a hook. They gotta have a hook. Like it's an arts and crafts thing. Like it's like ah no, man. like they treat it like we're like professional wrestlers or something. Like oh yeah, no no, that's the that's the Unabomber. You know, he's got his look. He's got his look. You know, and I just that's that's the, and that's why it's, it is very vulnerable because they're going, what the heck is wrong with you? Why is yeah. your brain like that? Yeah. But yeah. then when you do get it out there and they resonate with the idea or they say see the silliness of it, it's so wildly sad. Yeah, it's, but, you know, to your point about that's what I mean that I'm, I'm learning about this is like that bit. The thought of it is hysterical. But the work you got to do is it's got to land. You got to take yeah. it. Somewhere. You yeah. You can't yeah, just yeah. go like, hey, he's got a hood. Now you're like, well, where well, where else does that go? Yeah. Why you know, do they have a gimmick? The why? Yeah. Is yeah, it, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Does it go yeah. into another bit? Yeah, that's what Angela. I have about. to like, research all different. I have to type yes, in white yes. serial killers yeah. and be like, "Oh yeah, the Green River guy. That's right. Uh, he had a thing. He was like, as you know." The cops show up at your door and like, "Listen, we've seen your search history here. Yeah, exactly. Is Dustin in there? Would you send him out? You already kind of look like Gary Richway, so let's uh, let's <laughs> let's just deal with that right now. Yeah. Okay, um, what is the difference between being funny and being a stand-up comedian? Oh yeah, that's. I mean, being funny on stage is a totally different thing. It's like, yeah. it's and it, one's not easier than the other. But oh, I, I disagree. I mean, I think what y'all do is wildly harder than. Me. Well, I guess by numbers, yeah, there are more funny people than there are stand-up comedians. But what I mean by that is, just because you're a good stand-up comedian doesn't mean you can be funny in a group. A yeah, lot of times, uh, you just don't want to be. You're like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. This isn't for me. I don't particularly enjoy all yeah. of these dynamics you know yeah, the repartee <laughs> but M melissa does say every once in a while my wife melissa like every once in a while we'll be in a group and i'll just like turn it on oh 
And she's like, well, that was fun. You see how you just put on this show at dinner and everybody was like, you really turned it on there. And I was like, well, you know, every once in a while, it's what you I know, do, I'll bring it's out my party trick. Yeah, it's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's uh, it's 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 the writing. It's the premeditation yeah. of it all. It's the yeah. it's it's the you're not just being silly in a moment. You're creating a a thought and a point and an idea it's much yeah. more beginning middle end again yes. it's 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 writing writing is the difference yeah that's that's really good i'll know, just <laughs> to your point this is a true story so the opposite is true for me so literally like with my wife it's yeah. the exact opposite like i like she needs a, you to turn it off sometimes oh, oh my gosh dude it it was so <laughs> embarrassing how much we early in our marriage especially it was a thing where i would get home and there'd be sort of like we'd get home and walk in the door and it'd be quiet and i'd be like from a dinner party or something i'd be like so yeah (laughs) and i would know because my wife is a true teller and she'd be like that was too much that was way you went way too hard way (laughs) and and the thing and the thing is i'm sure like you it was she'd be like no you were really fun i mean it's not that if you were funny but like, I remember one time, this is like, this is when I, one of the moments I fell in love with her. We had been hanging out with some friends at lunch after church. And dude, I could have sold merch after this lunch. That's how well it went. Like, <laughs> it was literally, funny. I was killing it. Yeah, Everybody at the lunch. table. Oh, crushing lunch. We get in the car, and we were dating at the time. And I mean, I am cloud 100. I just, yeah. I mean, we could have floated home. I was just yeah. so happy. And I'm looking at her kind of like, that's what you signed up for, babe. Like, <laughs> lucky you. And I'll never forget. She goes, what was that? And I was like, that was humor, my lady. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And she literally said, like, I don't know who or what that was, but I don't like that. Mm. And I was kind of like, what do you mean? She goes, do you remember any of their names? And I was like, mm, mm. I, uh, probably like Jeff or there was Nick, probably yeah some white <laughs> names. And, uh, and, and that was a moment for me. Like, she was like, look. I, I love when you're funny, but that's not about being funny. That's taking, mm. that's not a benevolent mm. thing. That's you're just making it about you. And that was a huge moment for me. I think about that every time I am with people. I'm not. Yeah. Kidding. And so it's funny. It's really good. <laughs> Your wife is like, Hey, she's like poking the dragon and you're like, all right, listen, babe, if you want to, this thing's got well, yeah. Cause me not doing it is about me too. I know oh, scenarios. Yeah, I've fair. just been that's like, fair. you just don't want to, but then we do, you know, we've communicated at times of just being like, yeah, but you have to understand like, this is exhausting for me. I'm yes, an introvert. Yes, yes, I don't. Yes. People having people around takes life yes, out of me, Yes, you yes, know? Yes. Uh, so, but it is it, that being said, when you can get a couple comics together, it's the best thing in the world. Oh, I can't, you know, I can't imagine. I can't. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. We would we did this thing for years. I used to run this weekly show called Lestats. It was it was a long running show here in San Diego. It's a music venue, but they would do Tuesday night comedy. It was an, an independent show. It lasted for fifteen years. Oh, every wow. Tuesday at nine, and uh, I didn't do it for all fifteen. I haven't been doing comedy that long, but I ran it for like four years. And unfortunately, COVID you know killed it. But the um, uh, afterwards, we would go with my one of my best friends in comedy. He's a guy named Zoltan Cassis. He's a, a a local comic here, and we would go out. We would usually have a drink or two in the green room, and then we would just go get Mexican food down, uh, you know, down the way. Very San Diego uh, night, you know, IPAs yeah, and yeah, yeah, tacos. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then we go to, uh, and my wife would never talk. 
And she would be like, she would uh, every once in a while, but she would say like, why would I? I'm just watching. It's like watching musicians riff together. <laughs> yes, yes and, yes. and we would yes. just talk about our various yes. hard road. We call them Tuesdays with Zoltan. Like we would just like riff and ja, and it was. So yeah, when you get a couple of comics together, it can be. Nate has that old bit of his like, his, his wife's yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah. always hanging out with your friends. She's like my friends are professional stand-up comedians. It's yeah. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, the, the closest I ever got to that, and I'll never forget this. When I when I was in college, I was involved with Campus Crusade for Christ. They call it crew yeah. now, but crew baby. We would do yeah, crew uh, for life. I'm throwing the gang signs, and uh, <laughs> it was just across the microphones and callback. And so <laughs> we would we would do uh, conferences. They did these big. Uh, uh, regional conferences and ours was the southeastern one because i lived in tennessee and and uh and i would go and i went to school at mtsu and so i mean we did skits we just basically improv to skit every week that was kind mm -hmm. of like what we did because you know it was like we need to promote something they'd be like dave just make something up and so i get up there and we just kind of go and so um the guy was like hey we're gonna do the christmas conference thing but we need like a skit crew like we need a, a group of like all the funniest kids from these um, right, right, colleges right. to go write skits for the thing. And dude, and this is like me, Rhett and Link. It was, you would know Rhett, half of these people. Oh my people. gosh. Yeah. And so we would get together and I, I felt like someone had injected like snake venom and it was just like the most potent because it was about 10 of us and it was right. all the funniest people at these colleges wow. and we would write skits and I was like this is the most fun I've ever had in my life. Mm, and I just never awesome. been around that, you know, right, right, right. These are like, they weren't professional funny, but they might as well have been because that most yeah. have gone on to be funny people, you know, since then. And wow. so I, I just remember like that. And, and it was also my favorite part of comedian that movie is when he's sitting with those times where he's sitting with Chris Rock or, you know, and, and the part they talk about Cosby, I mean, you know, it's a whole other thing. Right, 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 right. Where Chris Rock is just like, no, I wouldn't saw him. You know, he's doing, you know, Atlantic City or whatever, so he's doing an hour. It's new comedy, it's all new comedy. And I was like, that is just such a cool moment to see comedians getting together talking yeah. about, you know, their idols or what they're doing. I was just like so fascinated by it's that. It's the best you know? part. Well, the stage is the very best part, but the the chatting, the riffing, the the tables, the hanging out at the comedy store, all that kind of stuff is is yeah. the best part. You know, the it's second amazing. best part. Is it, yeah. Uh okay, last question. Um mm -hmm. you can have dinner with three other funny people that are alive. Who are they? Oh, they have to be alive? No, 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 dead or alive. Oh, dead or alive. And Jesus could count, because obviously he's the author of humor, so I'm gonna let you play that if you uh, Well, you know, I'm banking on eternity with Jesus, so I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> and Jesus is, if two or more are gathered in his name, <laughs> then Jesus will be there anyways. There anyways. So. <laughs> Oh my! I'm just I'm imagining three of y'all. He's just a, and he, just uh, Jesus. Just, he just yeah. He's but like, he's in his. <laughs> he's in the uh, uh, Force Ghost mode, right? Like he's like he's like oh uh, Kenobi, you know. Force Ghost. Um, oh, it would good. be the guys. Uh, it would be Dana Carvey because Dana okay. Carvey. I think. Yeah. Is tell the me why. Tell me why. Dana Carvey is my favorite stand-up growing up, and I just think he's he might be the funniest person alive. I think, I don't think yeah. anybody's funnier than Dana Carvey. Um, have you met No, no, I just, we, and I feel like I should have, I was talking yeah. to Taylor about that when we were touring this last week and she's like, you could meet Dana Carvey. Cause I was just talking about how he's like here. I, I go, I know theoretically I should have at this point. And I'm at a career point right now where you're like, we're not certainly not peers, but we would cross paths every once yeah, yeah, so I sure. might do a show with Without it, a doubt. But, Without a doubt. So, 
so uh probably dana carvey uh you know i grew up in love with snl so like snl is, is kind of where my first my mind first goes yeah um chris rock mm. who i think in my i don't it's hard to say who's the best you know but i think he's he's my favorite stand-up comedian of all time. Wow. I think, wow. I think his, I think his like level of work and production and the way yeah. he thinks about standup is so interesting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then almost just out of curiosity and fascination, like a, like a Lenny Bruce, like a guy oh, like, who like wow. who like almost just like you know I mean it's so I love when people talk about like oh it's comedy these days everyone's getting canceled and cancel culture is like do you realize people used to go to jail for this like you're not <laughs> just because some people got mad at you on Twitter yeah, you, it yeah. doesn't really negatively affect <laughs> you relax yeah. Lenny Bruce went to jail yeah, yeah. multiple times for this yes. freaking relax so I would be curious yes. as like yes. a real you know because in a lot of ways you know like the version of stand-up that we have now was kind of pioneered by lenny bruce mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. that nightclub thing just me and a mic now like yeah. mark twain did yeah. versions of it where he would just kind of tour his yeah. humorous things and but yeah it would probably be my guess is that lenny wouldn't be very fun at dinner uh he seemed a little on the intense side <laughs> <laughs> quote unquote but i would just say be so curious you know yeah, and yeah, I, but i, I would that. want him to watch tiktok for a while first and, <laughs> and then get him really revved up and get him really revved up yeah <laughs> dude thank you so much so anything you, you want to plug i know you got the podcast don't make me come back there yeah i've got a podcast called yeah and then uh you know we i had a special come out last year but it's we put it on uh youtube just uh a month or two That's ago great. on uh on youtube called uh overwhelmed that you guys can it's go so check great. out on my room thank yeah. you my friend appreciate so that great. uh are you in nashville anytime soon spring i'll be there in the spring for the nashville comedy festival so oh, nice great yeah, yeah that, which we'll is hook great. Up. everybody see that yeah yeah for sure for sure thanks again for your time you're like yeah take care man thanks for having me and thank you all for listening to it's hard being an idiot podcast and make sure to check out my stand-up comedy album called it's hard being an idiot everywhere you listen to music and comedy